Today's daf is daf Lamed Ches in Yevamas, as we learned for a four Shlema, for Yosef Azriel ben Chaimichal and Elazar ben Reuma. Says the Mishnah, What are we dealing with? Shemeres Yavam is a woman whose husband died, Ruvain died, they had no children, and now <clears throat> Leah, the wife, is waiting to see what Shimon will do. Will Shimon perform Yibmar Chalitza? So she's sort of waiting, she's a lady in waiting to see what her husband will do. She's hoping, you know, for some quick resolutions. We'll see, he's supposed to deal with it as quickly as possible. In any case, here we get into this problem. What happens if she inherited some uh, assets while she was the Shemeris Yavim? Now, the rule is that if she inherited uh, stuff while she's married, while she's married, that's called Nechsei Melug, that her husband has the rights to deal with while they're married, with no responsibility. In other words, uh, um, if when he dies or divorces her, that stuff goes back to her, to her and to her family. And regardless of its value, it's not written into the Ksuba. But now what happened was this stuff fell to her while she wasn't married. She wasn't married. Apparently she wasn't married. She was, her husband, first husband died and the second husband didn't yet take over. Shimon didn't marry her. She's a Yavim. So what happens? So Madam Mishambay's Hillel, that she could do what she wants with the assets. She could sell them, she could give them away, and that holds, that stands, whatever she does stands. That's what Basil and Bishami, they're both moda to this. This is we're going to talk about the Gemara. What do you mean, Bishami sells they're both moda? She could do with what she wants because she's not really married to anybody right now, right? She has a Zika to the new Yavam, but what's her status? We're not sure. Are we speaking about where she fell from Arison or from the Sun? Meaning, if Reuven, her first husband, was only engaged to her and he died with no children also, that's even because there's Kedushin. So did she, is she in the status now where her husband died while they, her first husband, Reuven, died while they were engaged or while they were actually married? We'll talk about that. So she can do what she wants. Mesa, let's say she dies now. Now this is complicated. In a normal case, husband and wife are married and a wife dies, the husband inherits everything. The husband, the ksuba is given, right? What is the ksuba? The obligation to give her money and other assets can be called nichseit son barzal if they wrote it into the ksuba that he's responsible for them. That's if he divorces her or he dies. But if she dies, he inherits everything. That's the same basic Allah in the Torah. I mean, you could change that with a will and all that, but that's Allah in the Torah that if a woman dies, her husband inherits everything. Over here, she doesn't have a husband. She has a Partial husband, right? Her husband, that Reuven died, and she has she's waiting for Shimon. So, what happens to everything if she dies? It's not clear. She doesn't have a husband. So, what happens? They're each like a suffix. If there would be a husband, the Yoshiabal presumably is Shimon, the husband. There's a Shiloh about that. We'll see later on in the Gemara. Yoshiabal simply means. If he, if he had other relatives, but let's assume that it's the Yavam. He's also a Yoresh. He's a brother of the deceased of Ruvain. So now she dies. So they split it. He doesn't know it's a suffix what to do. So you split the husband and her family. Let's say she has uh, brothers, Yersheav, her fa- the inheritors, the, the heirs of her father. Let's assume her father died because it says she wants enough Nechassim. Nechassim could come from her father. She could have received a... Uh, her uncle may have died and left her something, whatever, you know, but let's assume uh, her brothers, Yosheav. So Beshamay says you split it because she's not really married and she's not unmarried. Split so you're not between, split, between split between the Yavam 
That's the that's the Yarshea Baal, the other who hasn't married her yet. And let's say her own brother. Let's say her own brother. And we'll talk about later. That's another issue. As we said before, if she's married, the husband inherits everything. If she doesn't have a husband, then it goes either to her family or to her children. There's no issue of before there, but we'll talk about that. That's so so. What does Ksuva have to do with anything? Pardon? How does, what does Ksuva have to do with anything? She died. She doesn't get the Ksuva. Oh, uh-uh, no, the Ksuva from her first husband. The, the Ksuva, that, that, the ksuba that, the, that the first husband had promised her, right? Let's say there was a Ksuva of a million dollars, right? She Not died. Seconds, right? You don't, so you don't have a Ksuva. Huh? When she dies, she gets a Ksuva? Not, not, when, she dies, not when she dies. What happens oh, to he that? Oh, he died. No, no, the, the ksuba is when he dies, she gets it. But over here, over here, the yavam sort of takes the place of the Baal. And in any case, in any case, if she dies, if there is a husband, the husband gets it. And if there is no, uh, if the husband uh, or the husband's heirs get it, his children, or in this case, his brother got it. He had no children. We're talking about a case of Yivam. So the Reuben had no children, but his brother would have gotten it. Let's just say, let's his brother, his brother Shimon. So when we say over here, Yachloka Yorsheabalim Yorsheav, right? What does that mean? The Yorsheabal with Yorsheav. And we're going to see the Gemara is going to change the, in terms of the Ksuba. You're right. You're asking good. What does is, what is her family have to do with the Ksuba if she dies? The husband gets it. So the, the Gemara is going to come out from here in the Mishnah. You don't see it. Over here we say, what's, what happens to her Ksuba and the Nixit Mulug that fell to her? What happens to that? So Bishama says, Yachloki Yashabal and Yashab, it's really only going on in Nechse Mulug. You're right, Romi. You understand? Because the, the, the Ksuba belongs to the husband's family, as we'll see. And Basil says that the Fairs, Basil Omen, Nechasim Mechaskasim, you leave them where they are. There's two ways to learn this, but the Pashim Shatawe Rashi learns is that he's going to explain now what does that mean, Bechazaka? Ksuba, Becheskas Yashabal. If a woman dies, the husband's not obligated to pay the ksuba. He keeps the ksuba himself. He doesn't have to pay her anything. She's dead. He inherits everything, right? So the that she got from that she brought into the into the wedding or that she inherited while they were married that were not written into the ksuba So that goes, let's say, to her brothers. So Basil was quite clear as to what happens to the ksuba and to the nechsemulug. Beishamai seems to say Yachloku on everything, but the Gemara is going to correct that. The Gemara is going to say, no. When Beishamai says Yachloku, he's only talking about Nechsei Melug. Nechsei Melug, he says, it's a suffix because the husband is, the, there is no husband. The Yavam is sort of taking the place of the husband. It's like a suffix. He's partially the husband. So therefore, he splits it with her family. Whereas Basil says very clear, no, no, no. Her, hers is hers. Her fam, the Nechsei Melug belonged to her family. And therefore, he keeps that. And the Ksuba belongs to the husband's family. That's what the Mishnah says in Basil. Now we're going to talk about we'll talk about. And so once he marries her, this is a general rule. The Yavam, once he marries her, she's like his wife in all aspects. But who pays for the Ksuba? The Ksuba has to come from the Nechasm of the first husband. Remember, he inherits, the Yavam inherits the, the, his brother, the first husband. So, uh, so from from that from his assets, you pay that. If he doesn't have enough assets, if the husband left very little, then the uh, the yavam has to make up the minimal ksuba. But once he's married, we say once he's married, in the sense that if he divorces her now, all you need is a get. Once he consummates the marriage, once the yavam marries her and he divorces her, uh, he has to give her a get. No chalitz anymore because he married her. 
chalitza is only if he didn't marry her, right? Or if he gave her mimer, you need to get him chalitza. Also, let's say he's not a Kohen. Let's say they're not Kohanim. And Ruvain dies, no children. Shimon marries her, the Yavim. Now he divorces her. Can he take her back? So we'll see the Gemara. He could take her back. You could divorce her if you're not a Kohen. You could divorce your wife and take her back as long as she didn't marry somebody else in between. So we'll see that all in the Gemara tomorrow. Says the Gemara, What's the difference in the Reisha? There's no Machlok between Vesham Meshul. He said, if she got, if she, and the Chassam felt her, assets felt her while, while she's the Shomer Siyavim, right? So there, there's no Machlok she could do with her what she wants. Vesham Meshul both agree she can, she has, she has free rights. Not like a woman who's married. A woman who's married, even if she, if she has assets, she just can't go and sell them without her husband's consent. They both have rights in it, as we'll see. So what's the difference? So why, but in the ratio, there's And the Seifa, the Shammai and Basil disagree about what to do with the Nechzim So Ula, so we're going to have three or four different opinions. Amr Ula, Ula says, Reisha denaf arusa. The Reisha is speaking about where she fell when she was an Arusa from her first husband. She only had engaged, she was only engaged to Ruvain. And, and uh, she was only engaged to Ruvain. And if she's engaged, she's uh, she's only engaged, so maybe she does have rights. But Shammai says over there, if she's only engaged to her husband, she could do what she wants with it. So, and the Seifa is speaking about where she felt when she was married. In other words, when she was fully married to Ruvain, and now he died. So what's the difference now? After all, she, either way, she's a Shemera Siyavim right now. Right now, the husband's dead, right? And she's waiting for Shimon. What's the difference? The bond of an Arusa, meaning of an Arusa who's she was engaged to Ruben and Ruben died with no children, Zika's Arusa makes her like a Suffolk Arusa. Suffolk, we don't know if she's going to perform, going to perform Yivim or Chalitza. So is she like engaged to, if, if the Yavim Shimon is taking Ruben's place, Ruben was only engaged to her. So what is Shimon's status? Sort of Suffolk engaged to her, right? So that's really a weak, it's a very weak Suffolk Arusa. And, and we're going to explain a minute what that means. Zika's Nasua, but if she fell when she was married to Ruben, and Ruben died after they were married, makes it like a Suffolk, like she's partial, like she's the question if she's married. Zika's Arusa, Osa Suffolk Arusa, he explains now. The Zika of an Arusa, whose husband died while they were engaged, makes her like a Suffolk Arusa. It can't be a Vada Arusa, if she's for sure engaged in, Modem Basil, Shemacheres von Asenas Vakaim, would Basil in the Bresha admit? That the Beishamai, she could do whatever she wants with these assets. By the time we learn, so let's say <clears throat> Leah and Reuben got engaged. Kedushin. And now she got some assets. Beishamai says, Timker, she could do whatever she wants with them because she's not married. She shouldn't. She shouldn't. Whatever she did, it, it stands. Whatever she did stands, but she should. So what do you see? Beishamai holds that if she's Vade Arusa, you're not supposed to look at Hilla. She shouldn't. She shouldn't sell her assets. She should wait and you know deal with the ask her husband's consent at least. She shouldn't do what she wants. So in in the beginning of our Mishnah, where Basil says as also much she could do what she wants. Obviously, it's only a Suffolk Arusa. It's, it's not a body Arusa. Okay, Elishmami no Zika Sarusa So Basil wouldn't agree in the beginning of the Mishnah if she's body Arusa. Elishmami no Zika Arusa Suffolk Arusa. So what is a Suffolk Arusa? It's something because the fact that she still needs chalitza, she's somewhat attached to the guy. You understand? She was engaged to Ruvain. Ruvain died. What is her status with Shimon, the brother? Right? She, she's a Shemer Yavam. He's the potential Yavam. 
but it makes it only like a Suffolk Arusa. So therefore, if she if she received any assets at this point, she could do what she wants, even according to Basil. Zika's Nesua, also Suffolk Nesua. Let's say she was fully married to Ruben and he died. Makes it, and now what's her status with, with uh, Shimon? Like a, a questionable Nesua. She's a Suffolk Nesua. If she's for sure married, so would Beishamai say, as, as Beishamai says in our Mishnah, that if she was in the safe of the mission, says if she died, what happens to the assets? You split them. It's a suffolk, you know, better to split it. Split it between, let's say, her brother and, and Shimon, the bro- and, and the Yarshea Av, which would be Shimon, Shimon, the brother of her, of her deceased husband. So would Beishamai say you split it if she was body married? She was if if a if a, a zika of an asua is like a body, this is like she's fully married to Shimon. So if she dies now, Shimon would get everything. But time we learn nothing. He could do whatever he wants. She can't do whatever she wants. If she got Nachasim, a husband or wife are married, and she she got a uh Yerusha Felter. Guess what? You got a phone call, your great uncle died, and you inherited. A million dollars worth of property. She can't do with whatever she wants. If she goes and sells it, the husband can take it away because the husband has rights in it now. They're married. So it's not suffering. So it only makes a suffering sua. That's how you understand Beishamai. So Beishamai says, why do you split it when she dies? Because it's a suffix nasua, it's only a suffix now. But according to this interpretation, Ula is saying that the ratio is where she fell from Arison. She could do whatever she wants with these assets because it wasn't a real strong Zika. A Zika of uh, Arusa is only a Suffolk Arusa. It's very, very weak. The connection is very weak. And the safest, speaking of she fell from an Asur. So now, Amalei Rabba, so Rabba says to Ula, I don't get you. If that's the case, why are you arguing about the property itself and after she died, what happened? Why did the mission give a case where she died? What happens to him? They should argue if the issue is, is you're not sure what she is. She's a Suffolk Nesua or not in this case where she's the Shemeris Yavim from Nesuan. And that's your issue. Why do you have to have a machlokas after she died? What happens on her chasm? Talk about, uh, let them argue about while she's alive. Will the Paris? Does the husband get half the Paris or not? While she's the Suffolk Nesua now, does the husband entitle to the Paris or not? So according to according to uh, you would split it, and according to Beisul, no, you look at where the nechsimilugod belonged to the husband's to, to her family, not to the husband's family, and you would get it. Rashi says if we take a look at Rashi, even where we are now, If the reason is simply because it's better to split it than to give it to the to her brother, let's call it her brother. Why are you arguing about the group of the Karkalachamis after she died? Why talk about after Be- the, the racial missions before is, is uh, before she died and, and the safest after? Why talk about before death and after death? In both cases, you're talking about while she's alive. The Yavam splits it with her. The Suffolk Nesuish is a Suffolk. The Iluvada Yesua, he would have full rights over it. He could do whatever he wants. He doesn't take anything. Because the Nechassim are in her family. They felt her from her family and not written into the Ksuba. And since the she's alive or dead. According to you, what's the difference she's alive or dead? According to you, the difference is, is it a Rusa? Is it a Suffolk? Is, if, she's, uh, if, he, if she fell um, to Yibam from Arison of Ruven or from the Suen, so why talk about before death and after death? 
it's mashma from the Mishnah that the reason in the ratio where she could do what she wants is it because she's still alive. Talk about a difference between being alive and being dead. Don't make that difference. The Mishnah is Dafka speaking about both cases where she fell to Yibam from while she was married to Reuven. Vizikas Nesua, Vizikas Nesua, And according to Beishamai, the, the bond of a Nesua makes a Suffolk Nesua. So what's the difference? I have to talk about what the Mishnah said. In the ratio where she's alive, she's Vadi it's her property. The Nixim look felt her right, while she was while she was a Shemer Siyavmavir, right? We're not sure what the husband's status is. It's a suffix, it's Shimon, Shimon, the, the Yavam, who hasn't performed Yidmar Chalitza yet. What is the status of the suffix? But it's for sure her property, right? The Nixim look, she's alive. When she's alive, Reshad Ikaimu, she's like, Havali Ibadi, she is for sure an heir over here. It's for sure her property. Shah Karen Shalarash, she says, Mamanav Shach, it's a, whoever's it is, it's for sure hers. Right, because she's alive and she received this property, so it's vade hers. The inu suffolk, he's only a suffolk if he's going to marry her or not, and we're not sure what his status is right now. Ain't suffolk must be their body. We had this the other day also that you don't a vade a suffolk doesn't take away from a vade. Right, we talked about the other day with the Arusha. If their body, who's a vade orish, who's a suffolk orish, ain't suffolk must be their body. Safer the mesa, but in the safer where she's dead, so she's dead. Now the question is. When you're dead, who gets the inheritance, right? That's how the life works. When people die, there's assets, and who do the assets go to? Uh, Safe at the maze where she died. The husband, Shimon's coming to the Yarish. Let's call it Shimon and her brother. Her brother coming to the Yarish. So each one has a same, the same claim, right? The husband, the, the Shimon, the Yavim says, I'm like her husband. The other one says, no, you're not like her husband. And if you're not like the husband, who gets who inherits her? Her, her family, her brother. So therefore they split it. Pardon? No, he didn't marry her. We're talking about that. She's a Shemar Siam. She's waiting. So that shows the suffix. So Shimon says, I'm I'm like her husband and I should get it. Her husband died. He's not. Okay, he's not. But that's our question. Uh, that the Zika of a Yava makes it like a suffix marriage. If she would, if he would be married to her, he gets everything, right? Right, but Rumi, we know that famous case in uh, in the Wahlberg family, right? Let's not talk too much, but uh, right, we know the case where the husband took everything. Where yep. we the case many times where a woman a woman was an almana and she had three children and all she had was her her house and then she married another guy, a guy with a black hat and everything. You know? Yeah, right. And then she died. She got sick and died. And when she left, she thought she was leaving her house at least to the to the children. He took everything. Okay. He didn't have a will. Obviously, he didn't have a will. He didn't have a, a he didn't have a proper will. He didn't have a proper will that she didn't have a she proper didn't have, will. She didn't he didn't have a proper will that would have precluded her husband taking everything. Correct. Okay. And why does the will work? The will works because it takes effect before death. That's how that will works. Okay. So now we have we had a lose opinion and we had Rabba's opinion how to learn the mission. Now we're giving other other opinions. So you say that's the reason. In other words, you're saying that the reason why the Mishnah works is in the in the ratio she's alive. So in the safer she's not alive. So they're both equal. They both have equal claims. Uh, is it really true that Beishami holds A man had obligations. He had to pay exuba. He had debts, and now and he had no money, and a house fell on him and his father. His father had money. Who died first? 
if the father died first, then the son inherited him, right? Even if there were other brothers, but he inherited some money. So then he would, there would be money there to pay the ksuba and to pay the balchot. If he died first, right? If he died first with no assets, right? So the balchot and the ksuba get, they get nothing. So or or other people that he would inherit from, maybe an uncle or whatever. to pay, he had things to pay. Yoshe Av. The other inherit the other heirs of the father. Maybe he had brothers, right? Maybe he had other brothers. Omrim Haben No, he died first. Of course, they don't know for sure. They don't know for sure, but they but they they are vade inheritors. They're vade heirs of the father. They're right, they're vade heirs of the father. And then the father died. So therefore they entitled the assets and Bachov gets nothing. Bachov Omer, no, Haav Risha. The father died first. In other words, even if there's a split second, if the father died first, the son inherits automatically at death, at death from the father, and then there's money to pay the the, the Balchol. So they both have an equal claim and they split it. No, 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 no. The, you leave the chasm where there. The chazaka was that the heirs were going to get, they were waiting for the father to die and they were for sure going to get the money. Whereas, whereas the Balchol has, has to be adjudicated. Does he really owe the money, etc.? So over here, they are vada yorshim, right? They're standing to to raise to get the money. They're for sure sons. We don't know whether we don't know he's got adjudicated and uh, he's coming as he's coming as a suffolk because he's suffolk most of the vada. And you say he split it equally. So how could that's what and that's what Beishami says? Beishami says he split it. So you see that what that a suffolk is most of the vada. The answer is a star which is standing to be collected as if it's collected already. In other words, the Balchov is the same status of Muchzak as the Orshim. After all, right now, when the father is alive before the house fell in, before the building collapsed, nobody has any money yet, right? You know, uh, but it's like they're both Muchzak. In other words, the claim of the other sons of the father who died that they're a Muchzak in it and they are a Muchzak, they're, st- they're standing to collect it is equal to the claim of the Balchol that he's standing to collect the money from for his star or the woman for her tzuba. And therefore, star is good government. How do we know? Pardon? Nobody, according to Beishamay, nobody. They both need to split it equally. Beishil says you leave them where they are. The chasm leave the money, the assets of the of the father belong in the father's family. You leave them where they are. But Beishamay says you split it. So you see Beishamay says that even a Suffolk takes away from Vada. The answer is they're both Vada. They're both equal over here. They're not, but how do we know Beisham, why? Because a star which is standing to be collected as a valid star is as if it's collected already. So the Balchobas is, is, is as much a muhsik in these assets as the Yorsham of the father are. How do we know that he says, here's a case like this. A woman is a sota. What's a sota? A sota is a suffix sota. A husband warned his wife, don't seclude with that man, right? And let's say there were two Adam that he said that. And then there were two Adam who saw them go into seclusion. They didn't see the act because then there's nothing to talk about and she has to leave and all that. But she went into seclusion. What happens then? He takes her to the Bezdin in Yerushalayim and to the Basin Mikdash and to drink the water, right? To drink the water to determine whether she committed adultery or not. Let's say at that point, he dies, the husband dies. So Mesu Balein, if the Balein means of Sotas, if let's say he died, they didn't get a chance to drink. What happens over there? Beishamai says no to Sosa, they take the Ksuba, Banish as well. If uh, you know, if she if she is the if she admits that she committed adultery, she doesn't get a ksuba if they were a psalm in the act, or but over here it's undetermined. 
So she says, well, if, 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 if he can't, can't drink now, the husband's dead, she, she takes the kibbeh. So long, no. Either they drink or they don't take the kibbeh. What do you mean, Oshosis? Does he want Oshosis? What do you mean, he can't drink now? Hashem said that he has to bring his wife there. If he's dead, she can't drink. He can't bring his wife there. He's dead. Because she can't drink. Does she get her kibbeh or not? The husband died. So she was. the case was never resolved whether she committed adultery or not. It's a suffix. So does she get the kibbeh? Hashem says she does. So it says not. Suffolk's an eye suffolk. We don't know if she committed adultery or Lozano. She didn't commit adultery. And the suffolk could take, take away from the assets of her husband. The assets of the husband will belong to her children, to his children, to his family. Right? So suffolk, it's a suffolk and she could still get the money from the body. Why does she get it? So you see over here also that the star her ksuba that she has is if it's collected already. It's not a suffix, it's if she's body has a claim there. So therefore, so therefore we said what? Rabba said before that the issue over here is when she's alive, right? The husband doesn't get anything, she can do what she wants because ain't suffering much of the body. When she's dead, they split it. So Mars says. Is that uh, is it really true that Beishamai holds ain't suffering much sevada? What about the case of Nafalavai Salavalavalavav? So he said no, there it's because Shtarim's kugavadami. What about this case here? And how does he know that Shtarim's Ahmed Libras kugavadami from this case over here with the Sota? That since she has a ksuba, it's as if it's collected already. That's what Beishamai holds. If it's collected already, this is So why did Abaya ask Akasha? Eisvei Abaya Abaya asked Akasha from Nafalavai Salavalavav. Why did he ask him over here? Over here, you also see that what that ain't suffering most that a suffix is most of the day, right? So, Dilmak Subas Isha Shiny says, it could be it's different over here. That over here, can you give you the same, the same answer? Shtar must go to I mean, why did, like Rashi says, why did he go to Baba Basra? Why did he go to the Zikan to ask him Nafalabai Salavasha? Why didn't he ask him Sota, which is in Nashim, in the same place where, where you are right, where you are now? You're dealing with Nashim now. Why didn't he ask him Nashim? And maybe Subas Isha is different, Mishim China, because it, when a person, in order to um, in order to encourage the women to marry men, we 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 we're more generous with the ksuba. We say the ksuba is as if it's she collected already. So maybe over there you say shtar almost dummy. Because over there, maybe over there the ksuba is just like it's collected. But by uh, but 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 not when it comes to let's say a balchov, and therefore he asked from there. So he says you couldn't ask for shtar shtar dummy by ksuba isha is more is stronger because of chain because we want the women to marry. So the ksuba the What about the ksuba in our mishnah where she's dead? You can't say over there because of Chayim, because when she died, you don't have that reason, right? In our Mishnah, in our Mishnah, that's what he says. But listen, from our Mishnah, right? Because uh, Rami also said in our Mishnah, what happens to the Ksuba? The Mishnah said, if she dies, what happens to the Ksuba Nechassim? So Beishami over there also says, Yachlok over there, even though where there's no reason of Chayim. So why didn't he ask him the Mishnah also? That's a proof that Suffolk must be a This is what we talked about at the beginning. Beshamay says at the beginning, we said, uh, does Beshamay argue also with Beis Hillel about the Ksuba in the Mishnah? Because Beshamay says, Yachloka, what happens to the Ksuba and to Nechassim Yasma? They don't argue. Vlo, what do you mean they don't argue? Bakhtani, our Mishnah said, Mesa, what did our Mishnah say? He's reading the Mishnah now. What happens to the Ksuba and the Nechassim Yasma? They split it. The Yavim splits it, let's say, her brother. You leave them where they are. The Nechzim will go with her family. 
and the Ksuba goes with his family. So you see, Beishami holds, uh, even in case of the Ksuba, they split it. Apparently, it's not Hachikoman. Mesa, Mayasa, Ksubasa, Veshavka. What happens to a Ksuba? The, and he stops. There, he stops the question there. He leaves there. He doesn't really answer that. But everybody agrees as far as the Ksuba goes that the Ksuba stays with the Baal. So therefore, they're not really arguing over there. And therefore, why? Because you can't, you can't, uh, you can't accept, you can't uh, uh, collect the Ksuba. Mechaim, uh, Ksuba is only, you know, while the, uh, she can't, she has no claim on the Ksuba while the husband's alive or, or if he didn't divorce her while he's alive. She has no claim on the ksuba, so therefore uh, it's only there, and therefore the the ksuba belongs to the uh, husband's family. Period. And Bishami agrees with that too. So at the end of the day, what is what's Rabba? So Rabba at this point, Rabba's reasoning stands. He says that the case in the mission is speaking about the ratio speaking about she's alive and ain't suffering much from day and other cases of suffering is because it's sharam sliba kagaba dummy. And um, but in the sefer where she died, where she died. There, uh, there, um, it's yachloku because each one has a valid claim. But in the Reisha, she has a stronger claim, and it's ain safik motzimi de vadai. And therefore, uh, the the she's a vadai, and everybody else, the husbands, uh, the oven is only a safik if he, if he really has a has a has rights or a share in her assets. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says masis nami It's not mission also that way. What we just explained, the ktani yachloku yorshi abalim yorshi ab. The nichse mulug, which by rights belong to her family. So you say over there, Beishamai says, okay, the Yoshia Baal can also get a share with the Yoshia Ab. They could also take a piece, meaning by rights it belongs to the husband, to the to her family. It came from her family. But you know what? Since it's a suffolk, we'll, we'll split it and give the husband something also. If it would be if we would be talking about the Suba, where the Baal has the basic right, it belongs to him. Then it should say Yarshayav and Yarshabal. So you see, we're only talking about Nixamulug, not the Ksuba. Beishama is motive to Beishilo that the that the if she dies, the Ksuba belongs to the husband's family, period. Shmamina. Abaya Omar Abaya says a third way to interpret the Mishnah. Again, we had Ula at the beginning, he says that the Raisha is speaking about where she fell from Aris in the same speaking about where she fell from the Suim. Then we had Rabba's opinion that the, the, the point is that it, while she's alive, uh, and after she's dead. They're both equal claims. The Rasha is speaking about where the assets fell to her while she, what, after Ruben died. And she's a Shemar now. So therefore, she has full rights in it. Safer than Nuflok Shitacht of the Baal. The Safer is speaking about where she got those assets while she was still married to Ruben. Before Ruben died, she got those assets. Vixavar Abaya, Yadok Yada. He has, they have an equal rights in it. They have equal rights. In other words, when, when the assets fell to him while they were married, uh, uh, it's speaking where she has equal rights, and now that he died, she has the upper hand. She has the upper hand, right? Because her husband died. If the assets fell to her while she was married still to Ruvain, there the husband has a stronger right than her. Not while they're married, not that they're equal rights, the husband has a stronger right, and therefore, and therefore, when the husband dies, they would be equal. They would be equal and base right where they would be equal. So Rashi says, Why is it and leave with husband? They're equal. Below when the husband Ruben died, his hand is weaker, and the Chasim stay with her family. Rubber disagrees. Rubber says, No, 
when they're married, if she has nechassim, nechassim felt that while they're married, the husband has an upper hand, has an upper hand. Therefore, when he dies, they're equal. And Basil would not say over there that uh, the, husband, the assets now, when she dies, subsequently go to her family because they should be equal rights there, like Beishamai says, right? So now we have a fourth view. We had a Bayit, we had Ula, we had Rava, we had a Bayit, now we have Rava. Both assets fell to while she was, while she, after her husband died, after Ruben died, and she's waiting for Shimon. Rachel, of Mimer. Oh, the Rachel's speaking with you, there was no Mimer. There's no mimer yet. Okay, so the ratio, so she has all she has all the rights. She was a shemer siyam. Seifa the rava b'maimer. Seifa speaking about before the right before it fell to her. The husband Shimon did mimer. Uksava rava mimer lebeishamai. According to beishamai, osavari remeisu lekavari arusa. And that's why you understand beishamai that they split it. Osavari arusa, right? The suffik nesua. She's a vade arusa and a suffik nesua. Vade arusa lives us b'tzara. Remember beishamai said once she's. Once uh, he did mimer, once Shimon did mimer, and let's say there's a sister, the sister's pushed away, right? If there's an achosi, she comes along, she's pushed away, pushes away the tzara, and, and she's and she stays married to uh, he stays married to this one. In other words, even though mimer is only a suffix, Meshamiel's mimer makes her like a vade arusa. And if now let's say another there, there was another tzara there, she's out of the picture, right? If she another tzara felt it, she's out of the picture. So if, let's say another brother died and it was his sister, whatever. No, it's not Chotz uh, Kukoso because she's already married. She's considered married. He's considered married to this uh, this one that he performed the mimer on. So says, you know what? He did mimer. Therefore, the Rashi is speaking about where he didn't do mimer. So she has full rights. The Seif is speaking about where Shima did mimer on the, uh, on the Avama and then assets fell to her. So you know what? She he gets he has equal rights in the Nechosim. And that's why Bashamay says if she dies now, you split it because he has equal rights. Basil says no, it doesn't do Maimir doesn't do that. She has no right, it's a Nechosim. And the Nechosim would still belong to her family. They said the name of Lazar like Rava, that the differences we did Maimir or not. Bashamay holds Maimir makes it like a Suffolk Nesuin and Vadai uh, Arison. There was it was said in the name of Rishmi like a Baya. Says so more, Mirma Blazer, Hachid Rav really say like uh, like Rava, as we said in Shmei Blazer Rava. Ba'amar Rav Blazer, Maima Beishamei Enakona El Litchos B'Tzara Bulvat. All it does is it pushes away the Tzara, but apparently it doesn't do anything but Nachasim. So Eipik will switch it around. Say Rav Blazer did like a Bayim, Rav Kanina did like Rava. Bibai say Melolamot, but don't switch it around. Amal for Rav Blazer, Rav Blazer will say, Kiya Mariana, when did I say that Maima Kohen Beishamei just pushes away the Tzara the Los Sagel of Aget? It pushes away Tzara. Oh, it doesn't push away the tzara, but you still need a get. You need a get in addition to the chalitza, but it does that much. You need chalitza in addition to the get. In other words, I say it's when I said the when I said it pushes away the tzara, but it's not a full marriage because you still it's not enough to give a get. You still need chalitza. Did I ever say that she's entitled uh, that 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 uh, makes it so much that uh, he's talking about the nechassim? I wasn't talking about the nechassim. So therefore, Rabbi Lazar. When the Gemara says it, my Mishmei Rabbi Lozak of Asi the Rava, I never, I never was talking about that Mishmei the Rava, meaning that he's entitled to the Nechasim. I didn't say that he's not entitled to Nechasim or not. I wasn't talking about that. Literally, my Nechasim the Lokan. I never said he's not entitled to Nechasim. It could be he is entitled to Nechasim. The Amri, Amra Papa, do you get a Maslis and Kavasi the Baya? So we had four opinions in the Mishnah. How do we interpret this difficult Mishnah? We had Ula, we had Abaye, 
Uh, we had Ula, we had Rava, we had a Bayan, we had Rava. So Papa now says, you know, the mission is more mashma like a Bayan. Bafak of the Kosha Mesa, even though, why did it have to give the case of Mesa, which we'll explain in a sec, that why is it mashma like a Bayan? Nechasim, Mishnah says, what happens to Nechasim that go in and out with her? What does that mean? Uh, what happens to those Nechasim? What happens? What does Nechasim Yosima sound like? My Nechasim, my Yosim. They came into the Shusabal because she was still married. Nechasim came to her while she was married to Ruvain. The Yosim, the Shusabal, and the Shusab, and they leave the Shusabal to the Shusabal. That sounds like like Abayah's interpretation of the Mishnah. What happens to the Chassim that she received while she was married to Ruvain? Bafak of the Kosha Mesa, even though according to Abayah, why did it have to say the case of Mesa? Like, like the question that Rabbah asked on Ula, why talk about the Guf You can argue about during her lifetime, and the Machlokas should be about the Paris. But even though that's a little bit of a Kasha, the stronger shot in the Mishnah, the Lashon of Mesa is a little bit different. Why did they have to give the case of where she died about splitting it? That Beshami says, when she died, you split on a chasm. You could have said when she was still alive and you split on a chasm. And the issue here is, is what, what, once the husband, uh, while she, where the husband died, she received on a chasm, like while she was married to Reuben. Now the Reuben died, what happens to those the chasm? What is the, what is the estimate? That Beshami says, you split it. And Basil says, no, it goes to, uh, to her family. But why did you have to talk about Mesa? You could have talked about when she didn't die, and you're just talking about what happened to the Peros while she's Shomerasi of him to Shimon. She got the Nechassim while she was married to Ruvain, and now the Ruvain died. What happened to the Nechassim during, during, uh, during that time? That, that, that um, uh, does, uh, according to Beis, according to Beishama, you split the, you split the assets to mean the Peros, and according to Beis Hillel, no, they stay in her family. You could have said it that way too, but still the mission is more Mashma-like uh, like a buyer. All right, we'll pick them here tomorrow, Mitchum. Have a good day, everybody. Talk to you.